Back in 2017, I wrote a three-part essay and shared it on Medium entitled, You May Not Be Trash, But You Should Take Out Your Garbage, How Becoming a Vegetarian Made Me a Better Man. It's a funny name, but I related it to all of the benefits that I've seen in my life after converting over to a plant-based diet. I'm going to break it all down in this episode of the Good Part Podcast. I'll break it down. Oh, hold on, hold up. Let me break it down so it can forever and consistently be broke. Okay. Oh. All right. What up? And welcome to another episode of the Good Part Podcast. I'm your host, Quintel, founder of Good Part and Company. And as I told you in the intro... I'm going to break down my testimony on all the benefits I've seen from converting over to a plant-based diet back in 2011. So <clears throat> I figured I'd get a little personal today and share some of the things that, uh, that I've learned and things that I've grown through, through becoming a vegetarian and ultimately eating a, a totally plant-based diet. And then I thought about something. I was like, man, I already talked about this, but that was before anybody cared about what I had going on. So... I went back and covered some, covered my tracks, and realized that I wrote a three-part blog, uh, a three-part blog post, you can call it, on Medium, or uh, and shared it on Medium because I didn't have um, my blog. I had a blog back in the day for like five years, um, but I took the blog down, and so I just felt felt like I needed to express myself and communicate through writing, and so I wrote this blog po- post called "You May Be Able." I mean, you may not be trash, but you should take out your garbage, and. <clears throat> This was around a time where, say, 15, 16, 17, the word trash was just like the, the hottest adjective. Everything was trash from mumble rap to uh, the characters on Issa Rae's Insecure. Like, everybody, everything was trash. Everybody was trash. Sprint cell phone service was trash. It still is kind of trash, but I wouldn't know because I don't have Sprint cell phone. But anyway, everybody was calling everything trash. So I, I, I kind of flipped it and used it as... Um, related it to what it's like to make self-improvement, right? So nothing is as trash as we say it is, and nothing is as good as we say it is. But we may also have some trashy characteristics that we may exhibit from time to time. And so from there, I took it upon myself to think about how it relates to my life. And so taking out the trash for me was making the changes I needed to become a better version of myself, and that expressed itself through me changing my diet. Okay, so that's how I took out my garbage. Now, I'm going to post a link to the Medium post uh, in the description. So, if you're wherever you're listening to this, you can go in and read it if you want. But I'm pretty much just going to break it down. Like, I could really read it word for word, and everything would still be right on point. Like, everything would be just, just right on base, man. And it still applies from 2017 to now. So, I mentioned before in the earlier podcast, and I'll talk about... Um, some of my changes, it's, it's all types of stories are intertwined with my growth and becoming, um, eating a plant-based diet. But I'm going to just talk about all of the, the things specifically right now, not necessarily the backstory, but just the things that I've noticed that have changed. And it's quite a few things. So with this blog post, I broke it down into four major parts, which, which is the physical benefits, the uh, mental benefits, the emotional benefits, and the spiritual benefits that I all, that I feel I've been, that I've, uh, gain during the time that I converted over to being a vegetarian. So I I changed back in 2011. Um, I decided to go vegetarian back then. And around the end of 2016, I converted over totally to a plant-based diet. So the let's talk about part one, the physical benefits. Now, we live with ourselves. We only have ourselves. You only get one life to live, right? It's not a video game. You don't get no extra lives. You can't hit the little box like Mario and get the little mushroom. We can eat as many mushrooms as you want. It ain't going to give us an extra life. But it may extend your life. That's the benefits of a plant-based diet. But we only get one life. And if you're going through that life the right way, you can notice all the changes going on, you know, in your body. Especially physically, right? Because you wake up every day, you... you you feel some stiffness or some days you may feel really good, really loose and limber. You know, if you're into physical activity, some days you have good days, some days you don't have really good days, right? It's other days you're peaking, you know, you're doing your thing, you, you're running around, you, you're getting 
extra stretching in your in, in your yoga practice or you riding your bike faster. You know, nothing nothing's really phasing you. Or you might have days where you walked up two flights of steps and you're struggling a little bit. You know, that bag from the grocery store is a little heavier than normal. So you can normally tell um, what's going on with yourself physically if you're paying attention. So the first thing that I noticed, uh, well, not the first thing, but it just it just instantly hit me that I had a stronger immune system. So I converted back in 2011, and I've only had the flu once since then. Okay, so it's about eight and a half years now, almost nine in November. Uh, and I only had the flu once since then, and I had a cold twice. So if you ask me, it's pretty damn good. No, no other major sicknesses or uh, ailments or anything like that. So I can definitely attest to eating more green uh, foods and ve- fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. All those things that help boost your immune system. It's a lot of different fruits and vegetables uh, that help bo- boost your immune system. And eating more of that, I believe, help. And the and the and how I know I can tell a difference is not just because I don't get sick. Before I converted, I used to take a, a daily multivitamin. And that that helped my immune system, you know, between like 2007 through 2010 or so. And I was still getting sick then. And then... After I converted over in 2011, I didn't take a multivitamin anymore. I just, I just like, let me see what happens when I don't take this. And so I, I didn't take it, but I stuck to the script with my diet. And so I haven't really been getting sick. And I can just, I can vouch for uh, the strengthening in your immune system. Now, things happen that attack your immune system, whether you're stressed from, you know, mental fatigue, physical stress, you're around other sickly people. Uh, th- you know, I do a lot to maintain my, my mental and emotional space. And keep it in a healthy place, but um, things happen and it may compromise your immune system. But physically, I've been in such decent shape for so many years that nothing's really been breaking me down other than those three times where once I had the flu and twice I had a cold. So, uh, you know, that's just a big deal. And I've been around other sickly people, and you know, I've been I've been doing pretty well. So I'm gonna keep it up and knock on wood. Hopefully, you know, it don't creep up on me. Uh, another physical change that I've noticed is that my taste palette has changed. Now, your taste buds are definitely going to evolve and 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 change once you start eating more whole, natural, real foods, right? Foods that nourish your body, not so much processed food and things like that. So your taste buds will become keener. You will develop a taste for different things and you incorporate new things into your diet because you need to, you still need to get certain nutrients right you need certain vitamins and minerals and need to supplement for whatever you may be lacking especially when you first start out when you first start converting you don't know really what to cook or what to make you just gotta do what you gotta do but as you learn new dishes and you learn how to cook you incorporate new things and you begin to like new things so uh things like kale or uh mushrooms like for me i didn't eat mushrooms before i didn't like mushrooms at all now I can, I, they have a taste, but they don't taste like much, so I can eat it. Uh, avocado is another thing I wasn't like a big fan of, and I'll probably talk about that more later, but I wasn't a big fan of avocado. Began to love avocado. Like I eat it a lot. Never really had mangoes. I didn't dislike them. I just never had real mangoes. I was just drinking mango and like whatever mango flavored juice I can find. I was like, oh yeah, mango is popping. But now I really know how mangoes be popping. So your taste your taste buds change. Like they literally change. Um... To the point where I don't know the science and the chemistry behind it, but like I can taste artificial ingre- ingredients. Uh, I have a heightened sense for it, and I can also smell them before I eat them, which is, you know, pretty strange. Like I can smell that something isn't like isn't about to agree with my diet and uh, that I'm not gonna like uh, ahead of time. Also, all of these foods with like artificial sugars, they have like a really a much stronger aftertaste to me now. Uh, so much so where I pretty much can't finish anything that I eat that has artificial sugar in it. Uh, like every once in a while I might eat a Swedish fish or something. I never really did like hard candy, like Jolly, Jolly Ranchers or, or things like that. But um, say I give in and have a cupcake at work. Normally it's store-bought, store-bought and it's made full of artificial flavors and preservatives and stuff like that. And it pretty much tastes nasty. Even the chocolate chip cookies, like, they're much, they're sweeter, and they have a different taste when you eat it. But once I finish eating it, not only do I just feel guilty, but it just doesn't taste the same. Like, I have a different aftertaste in my mouth. I have to wait a while for the, for the lingering taste to go away. So your taste buds change. You can taste, think certain things become nasty. Certain things begin to taste good. 
because the, the the true logic is good food tastes good. If it's good for you, that's what good food is. If it's bad for you, that is what bad food tastes like. That's just how it works. I don't know any better way to explain it. I mean, that of course we know there's food that's not so good for us that we love how it tastes. But that is actually not the taste that corresponds with goodness. You may or may not roll with that that logic there, but you know, when you play on words, that's how it works out. Um Another thing I noticed is that uh, my body will signal faster, signal me faster when I have something that that I don't like or that doesn't agree with me. Like uh, it, it may not just upset my stomach, but I can notice when I feel lethargic or if I'm feeling too hyper or too excited. I can feel when I have like a sugar rush or I can feel the energy. Sometimes I have to have like the really a really well proportioned salad. Like, I gain energy in 15 minutes. Like, it's almost, it's very similar to having, like, a little bit of coffee, right? It's not, it don't hit as hard as caffeine, but I get the same boost of energy. Like, I, I feel more more vitality after I eat the uh, certain certain dishes on certain days. Um, I don't really get the itis very often, so I don't get sleepy and, and groggy and stuff like that after I eat. So, that's a good thing. I don't, That doesn't happen as much. And I'm really grateful for that because, like, you know, the itis. Nobody really likes it. Some people, like, we, we laugh and joke about it over holiday times, but but we all know that's not really good for our body. Our body is on the inside working so hard to digest the food we just ate. It's working so hard, it puts you to sleep. And that's not really a healthy thing, especially if that's happening to you every day. And I can tell when I when I ate too much because I don't, my stomach has shrunk a bit because I consume less food. I may eat more often, but I consume less food. So I guess that is another physical change, which is beneficial that I don't feel the need to eat so much. So vegetables are very satiating, especially uh, green leafy vegetables. There's a mechanism that tells you that you've had enough, enough food, enough sugar, and you just don't feel the need to eat anymore. Just think about it next time you have like a bowl of kale or salad or something like that. So that's a physical um, change. I I can really tell when I've had enough food. Excuse me. Uh, another thing that's changed, which is really funny, is my hair, the hair that I do have, because the kid, you know, I'm older, and I have receding hairline like most men. Uh, back when I wrote this article in 2017, my hairline was very much like LeBron James. He and I said the same hairline. That's about it. I don't have any of his type of athleticism, well, not to his level, or money, but we definitely had the same hairline. But since then, three years later, a lot of long nights, doing work, trying to create whatever brand was going to work for me. Luckily, I landed on it. But before I got here, I lost more hair. So I'm a lot closer to George Jefferson now than LeBron James. But the hair that does grow when I when I don't shave it off is much softer and it's much shinier than my hair used to be. So if ever I can get all my hair back, boy, don't worry, it's going to be crazy shiny, spinning 360, just gleaming all over the place. But that is a, another physical change I can say. The hair on my head has definitely changed, and it is... Uh, much shiner, much healthier. Your hair changes over the, as you age anyway, but I can tell my diet has definitely affected it. Um, another thing that's noticeable, another physical benefit is the ability to manage weight through a plant-based diet. You have less of a tendency to overeat, um, to eat as often. The more you practice it, um, the more you stay consistent with it, the more you become disciplined in what you eat and when you eat it, You know, and even how you eat it. You know, you might have potatoes but you may not fry them you may not eat french fries you may have you know it, that that's the type of thing that's going on so you don't gain weight now when i first started out and i was transitioning that first year i ate a lot of the same things and i was i was scared that i was going to lose a lot of weight so i would od on carbs and stuff like that and because i was active i just took for granted that i wasn't going to get fat but i gained like 15 pounds and 15 unwanted pounds and it didn't, you couldn't really tell because I'm, I was never been much of a big guy, but I felt very heavy, very weighed down. Um, and I, I really didn't like it, right? I felt sleepy sitting at my desk, even if I, if I didn't eat anything. Uh, I just felt sleepy. But as I learned more recipes and started cooking more stuff on my own and not just buying salad from somewhere, just drenched in like uh, uh, dressing, which is not, you know, I still eat dressing. I'm just saying like I would just... I'm just figuring it out. So I was doing whatever I knew wasn't meat, right? Um, so eating eating out too much too. So 
I, I gained like 15 pounds. I got up to like 170. And that was too much for me. Especially one, one day I weighed myself. I just got up from my desk and they have a scale in my office. And this was, yeah, 2012, 13. I just got up and walked over there. I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, why don't I just sleep? How much am I weighing right now? I feel so fat. So I hit the scale. It was at 170. I was like, nah, this ain't going to work. So I started learning more recipes. You know, I, I committed to spending more time learning how to cook. And I dropped the pounds really fast. Like, I didn't even have to go, like, extra hard in the gym. Or at that time, uh, I was going to the gym, but I was running a lot. I was running outside a lot. And cardio helps, but I wasn't running, like, every day. And I wasn't pushing myself. I didn't do one sprints. The whole point is, I wasn't OD on, on exercise. It really came because I, I learned what to cook. And I shed the pounds really fast. And then after that, I've been within the same five pounds since then. Like, I don't really gain very much weight. With that, to me, um, lends itself to me not looking like I age much physically. I'm actually in the best shape I've been for the last three years, pretty much all my life, including high school when I played high school basketball. And that, and that's really true. Like, that's facts, man. I, I really feel great. And the testament to that is me running my first half marathon um, in 2017, right before I actually wrote uh, this blog post. So uh, being able to maintain your weight through a plant-based diet, you know, those, like I said, those whole natural foods will tell you when you've had enough, okay? You do get hungry fast. Well, so everybody doesn't have the same metabolism, but a lot of times, a lot of vegetarians and vegans I know, their discipline gets them through the times like when they had like these hunger pains, but metabolism is fast, you know, you kind of digest the plants and stuff at a, at a higher rate than you do um, fatty foods and proteins um, from meat, especially, so... Um, you 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 you're not picking up weight from eating a lot more than you should. So that's one physical another another physical benefit. Uh, like I said, I was scared that I would lose weight, and then losing weight, I'm losing muscle, and I would lose strength. But I did more research, and around 2018, I started to implement a bit more protein in my diet through protein shakes and things like that. And what I've learned and what I noticed is that I've gotten stronger. Like I can bench press 20 to 30% more than my body weight. Now, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a very big person. I'm like, I'm only about 155, 150, which sounds really light on the scale. Um, I've been told I don't look like it. I, I'm not really good at telling what people weigh just by looking at them. Uh, my people are so beautiful. We look good in all shapes and sizes, man, to be honest. So I don't know. And I don't really pass judgment on that. But what I do know is I was worried about not being able to, to get to get strong, right? Because I had this thing about just trying to get, not buff, but, you know, get strong. But I actually did. You know, first of all, you need to have technique and routine uh, and goals when you go to the gym, right? I normally do um, body weight exercises. So eating a plant-based diet has definitely impacted my endurance. I was going to talk about it a little bit later, but it impacts my endurance and physical performance on all levels. Right. And so I'm like, well, how does this translate into strength? I want to be stronger. I don't need to be bigger. I just need to be stronger. Well, I'm doing total body weight work, calisthenics, and then I, I'll do, uh, I'll bench press. I'll do some weight training because men just is getting deep into a little bit of a tangent, but Men need to lift heavy to keep their testosterone levels up as they get older. So I'm like, but I can't really lift that much. Like, I don't really like lifting heavy. But I started to understand the benefits of it. And, like, if I weigh 150, the, the most I've ever benched was 210. So that's 60 pounds. My lightest is 143 within the last year. I got really, I, I lost a lot of weight because I was, like, fasting and stuff like that. But I'm still throwing up 200 pounds. So that's bench press. Um, and, you know, I was doing all the other weight training activities. Uh, I, I, I know I've done the most ever squatting and deadlifts, but I don't know what the number is. I was just in the gym doing the proper routine and, and push myself to the limit. But a lot of men typically, we just go by bench press. So I'm at 25 to 30%, 30% more than what I actually weigh, which is a really good thing. So you don't lose strength. You can gain strength, and I've gained strength. And that's a great thing. Speaking of being in the gym, you know, you get sore. You know, your muscles get sore. Your bones ache. You know, you get a little bit older and things start hurting. You never had hurt before. And a lot of that has to do with inflammation. But because I'm on a plant-based diet, I still get sore. When you're pushing yourself hard, it's going to happen. You got to, and you need to, you get sore because your muscles have 
been broken down and need to repair. But I don't really have like a lot of bone aches. Like they pop and crack sometimes, but I don't have bone pains. Um, I had a carpal tunnel in my left hand, but the inflammation has gone down a lot. Uh, and I don't, I, I don't get it very often. I don't get any flare-ups. I haven't had a flare-up in about two and a half years. So that's really good. So that's pretty much back since 2017. And, um, yeah, so reduced inflammation in my body. I can tell I don't get, I don't even get like a, if I bump myself, I notice I don't even get the same, I don't even bruise the same. Because, like, that's, that's the same type of inflammation too. I mean, that's inflammation when you get, you know, when, the, uh, when your body's trying to heal itself. Um, it does what it's supposed to do, but it just it just looks different. Like it feels different, and until you really get into it and it happens to you, you it'd be difficult to tell. But I do know uh, inflammation is way down. Like I don't get so. Oh, you know what? I can tell. I would get a really sore playing basketball um, and get kind of physical in the gym and stuff like that. But somehow I'm just I'm, I'm not as sore as I used to be. So I will give that up to a plant based diet helping me recover. Um, a lot faster. Also, uh, back to a testament to my endurance. So, I ran my first half marathon in 2017 on my for my 35th birthday. It was the day of my birthday, and I, I mean, it really, it it wasn't easy, but it wasn't that it wasn't difficult, right? I mean, I did train for it. Shout out to Riot Squad Runner and Allison. She helped us map out a plan and I train for three to four weeks so I can learn how to pace myself, uh, how to do distance runs, learning about different types of shoes, uh, you know, all the different things you do as a runner to, to conquer these, these run goals that you have and these feats that you set for yourself. Um, and I knocked out that 13.1 in two hours and five minutes. I remember that specifically. So it's about nine minutes a mile, which is pretty good. The average mile, I mean, the the physical fitness mile you would like take it at a school to pass would be eight minutes. And I can run an eight minute mile. I wasn't shooting for that for the, for the half marathon because my goal was to just complete the half marathon. I wasn't trying to do like some kind of personal best. It's my first one. Whatever I do first is my personal best at the time. But I wasn't, I was, I could have party later that night. Like I, I wasn't down. I wasn't tired. I wasn't burned out. I didn't have heat stroke. Of course I knew how to take care of myself during a run, but my muscles weren't sore. I wasn't sore the next day. I didn't even go out of my way to eat anything like special as far as recovery. I didn't. I had drinks after because it was my birthday and it was the first time I drank in four or five months. I didn't drink during the whole time that I trained. But the whole point is that I was able to run that long at that speed with no problems. I took a drink once, no, twice. I had one of the little Gatorades because they had like, you know, chair squads out there. They passing out, you know, water and Gatorade. So I had that twice the whole time I ran the 13.1 miles. So I'm giving that up to the plant-based diet. At this time, I was in the game for five years. So, well, 2007, seven, yeah, so six years. I was in the game for six years at this time. One year, really getting my plant-based on. And, man, I will say that I, I did lose a lot of weight. Like I said, I was training and I didn't adjust my diet for all of the calories I was burning. So, you know, we don't eat a whole lot. You know, I don't, I still eat carbs. I can afford to do that just, just to be honest because I am so active. But, and that, that goes for a lot of people. And if you're eating right, it's not like I eat carbs and pasta every day. So I, I should have been incorporating a little bit more of that, even if it just wasn't pasta but or bread. But I probably could have used more carbs, more protein. I didn't really think about it as I was training because I was running five days a week, six days a week for three to four months. So I lost a lot of muscle mass. Like like some of my friends and my mom was like, you look like you're getting skinny. And I never thought about it. I just was, my mind was so set on, you know, getting that marathon done. But I was able to bounce back, you know, within within a year, really within eight, month, eight months or so, I gained my weight back. But I never really realized that I was I was doing that. But the whole the whole thing is that my diet helped propel me through that new experience, that new physical experience of getting completing a half marathon. Um, so I can definitely testify that eating right, eating a plant-based diet and doing it the right way kept me energized, man, through, through that whole thing. Also, when you eat a plant-based diet, there are a lot of foods, say like beets, for example, 
which are high in iron and other things, which help your cardiovascular system. So, you know, my I I don't have any problems with my 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 heart or anything like that. Uh, my lungs are strong. My heart is strong. Everything related to blood is strong. I mean, this is a, a bit personal, but like I've I've never had any kind of problems with ED. I hear that a lot of men do. They just we we just don't talk about it. Like let's just be real. Like it's not something that a dude would be proud to talk about. Um, to be honest, man, I don't even know if I would talk about it if I did, but I don't. I I haven't then, and I definitely don't now. And I can I noticed benefits in that department too, without being too explicit. It's, it just is what it is. Anything that has to do with benefiting your heart benefits your reproductive organs. Let's just say that because they're really, really small veins that go to your reproductive organs. And so you need your heart to be able to pump blood at a very high rate in a very efficient way so that it can get, one, get to those veins and then fill those veins so you can, so that your body operates the way it's supposed to. Um, you pro- You can't see, but that part of the discussion just made me feel weird. But, but no, I'm keeping it real, man. Plant-based diet. It's got my health right all over. Phys- my physical health right all around the board, man. It's, I don't hold a lot of weight in my stomach, in my gut. And that could be easy because, I, because to be honest, like a lot of people who exercise, they, they tend to be the ones who drink the most. Something that I learned. This is outside of the blog that I wrote about. But they drink a lot. And just because they know they're going to go sweat it out and burn it off. But if you drink a lot of beer or just a lot of drinks, and then when you drink, you want to eat, which is, it continues to have this like circular effect. And for us, that weight sits in certain places. And for men, it can sit right at the bottom of our stomach. And then like, you got a beer belly and people are like, yo, I thought you was in the gym all the time. Like, what are you really doing? Like, nah, I'm strong. I'm getting, I'm getting these workouts in, but you don't look like you accomplishing nothing because you're not eating right so it's just it's it's counseling it's counseling counseling things out and basically blood ain't flowing right and things ain't working right and you can't blame it on the alcohol i mean well in this case i'm sorry you can't blame it on the alcohol um i'll just talk about that in another episode that is my testament to all the physical benefits that um that i have noticed and I don't know that there's, there, I mean, there probably are a few more that I can't think of. I think that inflammation thing is a really big deal, man, because the older we get, the more the more sore we tend to get if we're not moving around a lot. And if you move around too much, we get sore. It's just sometimes you can't win for losing. Somehow I found like a nice balance where I don't suffer from a lot of inflammation. <clears throat> Getting stronger as a plant-based eater, um, there's more research on it. They have the, the movie on Netflix. I think it's called Game Changer. Um, I'm definitely going to do an episode about plant-based athletes later, but yeah, so getting stronger, less inflammation and taste buds and everything changing in a strong immune system, really big physical benefits I've experienced from my plant-based diet, uh, as of 2011. So I'm kind of experienced right now. I'm seasoned in it and that's what I've noticed and that's what I've documented. So these last, uh, eight plus years and let's move on to part two which are the emotional improvements that i've i've experienced through my plant-based diet now they say again you are what you eat and it truly matters with all things that you consume um how you express those things or how those things become your composition not just your physical body composition but your mental composition and just how you move throughout the world now, I've said before in earlier podcasts, I've become, well, well, if you participate in this kind of diet or you practice it, you incorporate it in your life, you become more empathetic to all things, all people, all different circumstances. You, all of that happens when you adhere to a plant-based diet. But I never really gave the real details. I said it's just facts. And it is just facts. But let me try to break it down a bit more. So when you first come into the game, especially back then, like it's, you know, people are becoming more knowledgeable knowledgeable about alternatives and plant-based eating, right? 2011 and before, not so many people knew about it. And then even before then, more too many options, places to go. So you show up at a dinner party, you show up at somebody's house, and you tell them, 
that, you know, you don't eat that, or you're out with your friends, and all of a sudden, y'all go, they go hit Popeye's, and, like, you ain't cop nothing, or you go to Burger King, and, like, all you get is french fries, that you, and you don't really like those. Um, they're like, yo, what's up? And it's like, well, you know, I don't really eat that. And then they become considerate, but then you kind of get scrutinized, because now you're the outsider. And then it's so funny, because people think that vegans are the ones who are, like, bashing everybody, like, you need to eat this and pass a mad judgment. And a lot of them are. You know, there are many who do. I won't say all by far, but many who do. But the ones who are who do tend to get are the loudest, right? So, but even still, we get scrutinized in the beginning, and people think it's, it's those people who eat vegan are scrutinizing everybody else. And it could be some a defense mechanism because they're mad that they got scrutinized. So, the whole thing is, if somebody's judging me, passing judgment on me, questioning me, and scrutinizing me, I don't want anybody else to feel that way. So, I become more empathetic to me being critical of think of people doing things that are outside the norm or just doing something different or just doing something that I don't quite understand. Another saying, what you eat don't make me shit. And I've learned to just let certain things go. Like, yo, that's outside of me. You know what I'm saying? That what you got going on ain't changing nothing I got going on over here. And I can talk to you about it and two two opposing things can exist in the world at the same time. And I don't I don't have to try to convince you to be on my side. I can just be empathetic and walk with you through your story that you tell or that people have told me or just in my experiences with people and understanding different circumstances, I still have like, I still have my feelings about them. I know what I think, but I, I'm not so hung up on those things. I just, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm more considerate that there are things in the background that got people to this place. There are circumstances that happened that got people to this place. There are certain things that happened in the world that made this thing happen. And I understand that. And I just accept it and I embrace it the same way I want to be embraced for doing something that a lot of people don't do. Okay? And that is a part of how I become more empathetic. Also, uh, I have to go out into the world and do different things because of my diet. I have to shop different places. You meet different people and you just you just appreciate uh, the people who do something similar to you, which in this case is eat a plant-based diet, and you be you know the sacrifices that you made and the changes you had to make to hold down, I, well, let's say me. Let me make it personal. I understand the sacrifices that I had to make to really commit to a plant-based diet. If I see somebody else that does the same thing, I already know the sacrifices they had to make because I had to make the same sacrifices. Theirs could be a little bit more or a little bit less intense, but generally, we had to daily we are choosing not to eat meat now i appreciate their sacrifice their experience and this person is somebody I've, I've never seen or don't know at all so what's stopping me from appreciating somebody else's experience and somebody else's sacrifice that they've made to get where they are in the world okay these things um really apply all across the board and converting to a plant-based diet has helped me understand and see that and that is an emotional improvement to become more empathetic. Part of that is just maturity, um, me getting older. But I do believe it's been accelerated because these last few years, I've just understand. I just understand more that a lot more goes into what we see happening in the world, how we see people responding to things. You know, it could be ignorance. It could just be lack of compassion or understanding on their part. But if I have that level of understanding. I can move better in the world. I can be easy. I can be a, a, a light of serenity for some people. And it may not even be intentional. I just show up that way because I'm approaching them with empathy and understanding. So there's that. And another, another thing that contributes to that is walk with me. I hope you don't think this is a stretch, but... When you eat a plant-based diet, you have to spend a lot more time analyzing your foods, analyzing what it does for you, what's what's in what, you know, especially if I have to go somewhere and eat a place that I where I didn't eat, I mean, where I didn't make the food. Doing, spending more time analyzing has, like, slowed me down in my process as I consume anything. And so the, anal the, analyze, the skills to analyze that I've been picking up over the last few years, translate over to how I analyze people and interactions. So now I can I can read body language better. My emotional IQ is a bit higher. 
and um, I can relate to somebody else's situation. I'm an only child, so I don't always relate to what people got going on. I'm all, I'm always kind of in my little bubble, but my bubble has become much bigger and much more inclusive of what other people have uh, going on in their lives and stuff like that. So I I attribute that growth to, again, plant-based diet. Now, I don't know what it is, but since I converted to a plant-based diet, I would like to just blame it on age, but I definitely feel the need to cry more. That is definitely emotional. Uh, at one point, it was like almost every week. Not like it's a bad thing, but I'm just like, yo, why am I? Like, I, I, I get emotional about when I see good things. It's mostly tears of joy. Um. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I guess the empathy just like poured down onto the kid and it's just... I get emotional about certain stuff. I don't express it or show it this, as the same way, but I have my moments. Like I cry about things, things that that I know matter. Even even things that are that are distant. It's not so immediate. Not even like a, a loss in the family. Just now, you might see somebody hug somebody on Instagram that they ain't seen in a long time or something like that. Just like those things didn't matter to me when I was younger. Before I became um, plant based. Before I ate plant based all the time, and now I just. I just notice it, you know what I'm saying? I can see the genuine connection with certain people and certain things. Um, you know what I'm saying? I might get a little choked up. I would definitely watching movies because that's what they're there for. They're there to evoke emotion. But just, like, I get emotional walking in the park by my house. Uh, I'm not, well, I'm not really moved to tears, but I feel emotions. I feel certain types of joy um, being around the trees and the squirrels and, and stuff like that. So, my emotional IQ and awareness is, is higher. And I'm just going to go ahead and give that up to eating plant-based for sure. And lastly is an extension of the whole empathy thing is that because I'm, I feel I'm more aware of reading people, um, I'm more equipped to show and, and to show love and express love for men and women. You know us men, man. It, we horrible. We horrible. Everything is just dap your man's up. It's gonna be all right, son. You know what I'm saying? You yo, you good? You good? Uh, you you sure you, you go to the liquor store for you real quick? Or you know what I'm saying you, you good, yo? But when you mature and you learn how to, hopefully as a man, you learn how to handle emotions. To be honest, black men are not taught to express or or manage emotions very well, if at all. So I understand it, and I still got some some work to do on that. But I'm much more, I'm much better now at expressing love to a man, to one of my brothers, and being more supportive of a sister that's in need. You know, if something bad happens, sometimes people show up, and I wouldn't know what to do. Like, do I hug this person right now? Do I say anything? Sometimes your presence is all that's needed, and. I've learned that because I've become more patient and I'm understanding like, okay, right now is not a time to talk. Just let the person vent or, you know, text your man. Yo, I tell my, I tell my homies, I love them all the time. All the time. I tell my homies, I love them. I mean it. I'm like, all right, yo, I'll holler at you later, man. I love you. You know, and I don't feel no type of way about it. I didn't grow up with my brother for, um, for a long time. So it's not like I had a sibling bond where I can express love to another man in that way. You know, or my dad that often, but I wasn't against it. I had a lot of uncles. Um, one of my uncles is very, very. Uh, he has a very high emotional IQ. He's like the rock of the family, so he just shows up and just hold it down. And I never been like scared to cry, but it was, I never been like really moved to do so, and I never really related to other people when they were doing it. But, um, the last few years, man, I just been learning how to be better at uh, handling people. In their time of need, when they're uh, when they are being emotional, so it's not just like my emotional improvement, but my ability to engage with emotions. That's exactly what it is. My ability to engage with emotions between myself and with other people has definitely improved. I don't have any science. I don't have any chemistry. All I know is the patience and the empathy that I have developed through this plant-based diet. I believe that is what has contributed to it, and. Don't debate me on that. You know why? Because I'm not going to argue. I'm too empathetic. I understand too much. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. But, yeah, that's that's really real, man. Like, I 
I had definitely noticed that about myself and um, I, I just learned how to manage and engage with emotions in, in a much better way. Now, let's get into spiritual improvements. Part three from my blog post. You may not be trash, but you should take out your garbage. We all have some spiritual garbage that we need atonement for, <laughs> I'll say. But uh, it's true. I, I have noticed spiritual improvements within myself. And hmm, spirituality is a very individual and personal thing. So I'm going to do my best to share and hopefully people can relate to how I'm sharing this, okay? So I grew up um, with the Bapt in a Baptist church, so that's my background. And my, my family went to City Temple. It's kind of a popular church here in Baltimore, for anybody that's not in Baltimore listening to this. Um, but I never really connected with church. Some of me, I felt like some of the stories were cool. I understood them. I felt like some of the hymns were good. I liked the music. And of course, there's always cute girls in, in church. So that was cool too. But, you know, it wasn't like, it didn't touch my soul. And I was like, well, because I'm too young or I don't know. But it just, it never touched my soul. And it didn't as a young adult and it, and it does it now. But it didn't stop me from understanding and connecting with uh, higher power, right? And, and submitting to what I believe the universe and God is doing. Now, I got to this. I had to give this background so I can talk about when the shift started to happen. So... I studied philosophy in college, so I went through a brief periods of atheism and agnosticism. But then I also really realized that I felt like it was bigger things going on around in the world, um, things that's moving at a, at a higher vibration than me, and just a higher power at hand. And I and I just I understand that me trying to ignore it is being spiritually lazy, and I'm not a lazy I'm not a lazy person. And the proof of me not being lazy is because I can commit to a vegetarian diet. So I can commit to figuring out how to connect to my spirituality and to my higher being in, in whatever way it works for me. So I don't have to be lazy about it. But I understand the level of discipline it takes and commitment now that I've converted to a plant-based diet. And uh, it's just when you, learn how, when, you learn how, when you learn mastery of certain things, the same skills tend to or the same practices and understandings apply to a, a lot of other levels of life. Like a lot of professional athletes are really good at multiple things. Some of them are really good at video games. Kobe can speak multiple languages. He understands how to read, you know, um, understands how to use his skill and discipline to learn situations and patterns and things like that. Uh, Steve Nash is like really, really great at soccer but he played, played professional basketball, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. A lot of the skills it take, uh, what's it, let's say, a lot of what it takes to acquire the skill to become a professional athlete, those same skills apply to other things in life. And you don't have to be a professional athlete to have high levels of skill. You can master anything and then apply it across the board. So anyway, what I'm saying is me being able to have discipline translates to uh, uh, increased spirituality and understanding the commitment at, on any level is the same commitment you need to have to your grounding and belief in whatever it is you believe in. I believe I learned that through my plant-based diet. Now, I started my spiritual journey before me becoming, um, be, before me eating a plant-based diet full-time, but it's helped me understand even more that this is, this is what's going down. This is what it takes. Okay. So me, I like to do yoga, not just for, um, physical exercise, but for mental and spiritually. And you know, I don't know what it is, but that's where yoga yoga classes is where all the plant-based eaters hang out until like the farmer's market opens on the weekend, right? So, I mean, that's the day you, there you have it. Nah, but going to yoga has helped me connect more and um, I do know that a lot of the people who are there, they are either they're not all vegetarian or eat plant-based, but they're a lot more open. So that's 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 the one thing I learned a lot about just being open and being able to receive um, blessings and positive energy and and enhanced connections, right? So this could be with people. This could be with you know spiritual energy if, if you believe in that, or just being open to receive 
energy from a higher power. And I learned that through being vegetarian because I've become more open to being around other people and just understanding that the world works in a different way. Just being open to understanding how foods work different from my body has unlocked my mind to being open to understand how different people work for your life, right? How driving different types of cars work for a commute to work. You're spending more money on gas or maybe certain cars ride smoother. You're just learning and unlocking and learning how different things operate and how to utilize them. And I'm learning how to utilize different types of food for my body. Now I'm learning how to utilize different practices to improve my spirituality. So I hope I kind of touched on that in a, in a understandable way. Uh, this part is even more of a stretch, but <clears throat> let's get into a little bit of chemistry. So when you're eating a plant-based diet, you're most likely consuming foods that are higher in alkalinity. Foods that are higher in alkalinity allow our bodies to become more electric. The more electric your body is, the more alive you feel, the more vigor you have, the more spirit you have, the higher your body work, the higher your body, the, the, the higher the frequency of your body. So when people say, you know, survive and this and that, that is really what's going on. The whole world is just made up of energy moving around at different frequencies and different levels. And if you're raising your level, you want a higher frequency and you're getting higher and higher, you know, and so you're, you're raising your spiritual consciousness. Eating a plant-based diet is making it easy for your body to raise its consciousness <clears throat> because I think that you develop more clarity. That clarity comes from a biological response in your body to digest foods that actually heal, maintain, and strengthen your body as opposed to foods that don't heal or harm your body, foods that are very acidic or foods that are processed. The thing with processed foods is if it's, if it's heavily processed before you eat it, it most likely has ingredients that don't work well for your body. So your body has to work a lot harder to process, process the processed food. What's happening is you're losing clarity. Like I said, you get the itis. And when you get the itis, you can't, Think, if all of the blood and all the things going on in your body is working to break down the foods in your body, you can't, the blood is not going to be able to go to your brain like it's supposed to. It's only, you only have one body. You have one brain, you have one heart, okay? All of these things are working cooperatively inside your body to get the best out of you. But your body knows when it needs to be taking certain steps to accomplish something. One main accomplishment is that the body deadly, um, consistently has to break down food which is a tangent into like fasting and stuff like that but if you're always breaking down food especially food that's difficult to digest you keep your frequency of stand too low too long and you just can't get that clarity you need to raise your consciousness to a different level to get that vibe higher you want to vibe high like who don't who don't want to be on that vibe Every vibe is just the word everybody use, but it's literally a frequency. We all can't see it, but like that's what music is. Music is a frequency. Music is actually what some people believe is the closest thing we have to God because it's sound. We know it's there, but we can't see it. And the same applies to God. But that's another story for another day. But what I'm saying is eating a plant-based diet, the physical... The physiological thing going on here is that your body can digest foods properly, healthy foods that raise your frequency to your body frequency and turn your brain frequency to a higher consciousness. You do what you want with that consciousness. All right. And you ain't got to go on the spiritual way. Just that's what's going on. Believe it or not, it is what it is. And then, I mean, you think about it, you're eating natural foods, you're consuming nature. I think that brings me closer to nature, too. And you say, oh, well, if you eat an animal, that's uh, nature too. Uh, well, you kind of ate the animal in a very destructive way because you had to kill it for one. And um, you don't have to do that. Like, I don't I don't know. Is that is it natural to eat something that's like dead and brown? I don't know how natural that is. You don't eat shit. Shit is brown. Your body knows not to eat that. Like, you're not going to eat rotted meat either. Your body knows not to eat that. I mean... That's just me defending the plant-based diet, but 
I hope those examples are clear enough on how the plant-based diet helped me improve spiritually because it definitely has, and you definitely can't debate me on that. All right. Lastly, let's get into one of the greatest, greatest benefits, man. I think the biggest benefit for me is the mental improvements that I've noticed in my life since committing to a plant-based diet and how this plant-based diet has helped me become a much, much better man. So, wait, man, where do I start? Like, I just get excited thinking about all the mental improvements um, that I've that have happened since I became plant-based. Um, all the mental shifts, just the way that I approach a lot of things. I talked about the, the emotional things, but just like, just so emotions, mentality, and personality, they are not all the same thing. They may be connected, but they are not all the same. Uh, but what I will say is that the... More time, the more that's I'm going to start with like something really simple. The more time I spent reading ingredients, the more it makes me want to just read more. And so, in turn, I learn more. Now, yeah, I may be boring and reading like books on health and how the mind and body works and how they work together and the breakdowns on food, like uh, you know, eating things like uh, you know, broccoli or how foods uh, affect my brain. Reading things like that, but that's just one quick thing, right? Reading, you read more. I have to read more. So, I'm reading more. Um, now, I'm used to like, I say I'm reading like the ingredients on something or a recipe, and I see some big scientific word. I don't really know what it is. Now, I'm going to look things up, and it's just raising my, 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 my mental capacity. I'm learning new words. I'm gaining new vocabulary. I'm breaking down prefix, prefixes and suffixes even easier. I'm learning the roots of certain words and stuff, just origins and all of those types of things, man. And I think that that's cool, right? It increases my brain capacity just by having to read what the hell my ingredients are or what's on the other side of this box. And I just think that's cool. Also, there's a there's physical things that happens that improve my, <clears throat> improve my brain power because I'm eating foods that actually help my brain. Like, for example, um, like broccoli. Broccoli is high in vitamin K, and that helps improve your memory. Of course, you can get, like, ginkgo biloba, which is even better for your brain, but it's probably not as appetizing as broccoli, right? You can't do so much with ginkgo biloba. So if you get it in the pill, you get the plant, you got to go through a lot. And um, avocados, like I said before, I didn't even like avocados like that. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of guacamole because wherever I go, the guacamole end up getting brown. So I was like, why would I want to eat that? But... Eat, eating like that is healthy fats and avocado, and they help your brain. And then there's a healthy amount of folates will help. They, folates help. They contribute to like uh, warding off depression, and they block this nerdy thing. But they block homocysteine, and uh, well, they don't block it. Homocysteine blocks serotonin and dopamine, and folate helps fight back homocysteine and that's just like a really deep thing into the chemistry of what's going on you're eating certain certain foods but clearly eating more avocados helps me maintain higher levels of dopamine or help or helps me receive the dopamine when i need to be receiving it it makes me feel good who don't want more dopamine in their life in a, in a good way you don't want it in a way that you know where you're responding to things like a crack addict out here but you get what i'm saying or even dark chocolate like dark chocolate is and a quiet taste, but it has a little bit of caffeine, and that gives your brain a boost too. But it also stimulates like the production of endorphins, and then endorphins like dopamine improves your mood. You know, makes you feel good. So, just eating these different things. I'm talking about dark chocolate, like 80 percent, 77. You'll see it in stores. Different, you know, it's up to like 90. It's a really, really rich taste. Um, it's not for everybody, but it actually helps. And so, just diving into those different foods, like of really breaking down in your body and doing good for your brain so you know mushrooms a certain type of there's always certain type of mushrooms like lion mane lion's mane um different types of nootropics where they're breaking down plant chemicals to boost your brain and i'm just i'm really into that like i'm, I'm understanding how to become more efficient and improve my like the functionality of my brain you know 
so to speak, to become like limitless, like how it was in a movie when he was popping that pill. But I ain't really even trying to pop that pill. So I'm going to just stick with these plants because these plants seem to be holding me down in that way. Um, eating the plant-based diet helps improve me mentally because I'm more aware of everything I consume, not just food. So from like movies to music, what I'm watching on TV or Netflix or online, um, I watch more educational content now than ever before. Uh, who I socialize with, who I have in my circle and what we actually talk about. All of that is a part of my diet and the, what you consume and all of that affects my mind space because if I'm spending too much time talking about you know, low vibrational conversations, things that aren't productive, you know, talking about the same thing over and over again or talking about people, things like that, that doesn't do any good for me. But, you know, me learning how to become more particular about what I eat has translated again into helping me become more particular about who I'm around, what I watch on TV, not even just the music I listen to, when I actually listen to it. Like, I don't listen to certain types of music earlier in the day. I don't listen to certain types of music late at night. I only listen to certain types of music when I'm in a certain kind of mood. And, you know, all of those things have just helped contribute to me having a better mental space and learning how to, like, just move in the world and comprehend things at a higher level. All right, so there's been a lot of mental improvements. And so one of them... Again, goes back to the whole mastery thing. So there's this quote by uh, this guy, Dante Nero. He's uh, a comedian. And he's also kind of like, he has a podcast. And he really, he does a lot of, I don't know how to describe it, but he does a lot of help for people. People just call. And it's very, uh, in, a, in, in a very digestible way. He gives a lot of help in a very digestible way from his point of view as a comedian, as a person who had a lot of different types of life experiences. He used to be um, an exotic dancer. He was a stand-up comedian. He had some acting gigs. He played on some shows you probably seen him in and didn't know who he was. But anyway, one of the main things I learned from his show, which made me more aware, um, and I'm, I'm going to tie this back to plant soon, is that he says, true wisdom is the understanding of underlying concepts and how they relate to situations that seem irrelevant but really are not. I'm going to say that again. True wisdom is the understanding of underlying concepts, how they relate to situations that seem irrelevant, but really are not. And this is one of the main things I learned from converting to a plant-based diet. Walk with me. Now as a man, I know that I am far less likely to cheat on my future wife than before I started eating a plant-based diet. Now, I know you're like, Quintel, what the hell does being a vegan or whatever you want to call it got to do whether or not you're going to cheat on your wife or your girlfriend? Well, understanding the underlying concepts of what it is to be plant-based and how that applies to other things that may not seem relevant. Here's the, here's the connection. Your diet is a lifestyle choice. What you eat is a lifestyle choice. A diet... We tend to it tends to have the uh, connotation of just being a trend. It's temporary. No, this is a lifestyle choice. Okay, you know what else is a lifestyle choice? Monogamy. Monogamy is a lifestyle choice. It is not a biological necessity for humans to have to be with one person. Nor is it a biological necessity for humans to have to eat meat. You can choose which one you want. And then twenty twenty. You got way too many options for way too many different damn things. But the fact that you have those options mean you can make the choice. I have made the choice to only eat plant-based food. I've made the choice not to consume and eat meat. I make that choice every day. So if I decide to be in a monogamous romantic relationship, I can make the choice every day to only be in a relationship and monogamous only be with one person. So knowing that I have the choice, I can I can eat meat and be just fine. The same way somebody can be polygamous or polygam um polyan they could be in a polyamorous relationship or a polygamous relationship or just be promiscuous. The same way a person can eat meat sometimes or eat seafood. All of these things are 
options that are allowable. It's on the table. You can do it. But it's just, it's only a choice. Now, I ain't saying it's easy. You're always going to be tempted to do otherwise and be distracted. But I now know that I have the, the, the mental fortitude and understanding, right? I understand the results that I want in life, which is why I eat a plant-based diet. Like I told y'all before, it's a health thing. I learned some other things along the way, but I know the results I want. <clears throat> and if I'm in a relationship, I know the results that I want. I'm trying to get the most out of the person that I'm with. So if I decide that I'm going to make the decision, then I'm going to rock with that decision. And it's easier for me to accept because now I know that the same principles apply to being in a faithful romantic relationship. That same principle is being faithful to the diet, a plant-based diet that's going to help me be the best version of myself. And that comes through, that comes with clarity and maturity and that I never had until now being nine years in to a plant-based diet. I mean, this idea clearly came before then. This is what I wrote about this back in 2017. But it really started to click. I started to understand that in like 2016 and 17. I wasn't in a relationship then. But I, I'm i listening to, you know, his podcast and I'm just reading things. And like I said, that master where you start to see things like the Matrix the same way um, Steve Nash can just take off his basketball jersey and put on a soccer jersey, put on a soccer kit and go get busy. Like he understands the footwork, right? He understands the how how it is to outrun somebody and maneuver. You gotta watch and just understand how certain skill sets apply to so many different things once you gain clarity in life and mastery over certain things. Um a lot of times like tattoo artists can draw, they can paint, okay? It's different mediums, but they're using their creativity and their dexterity, right? Their, their ability to have a steady hand. So those underlying principles, those underlying skill sets are used in, in different arenas. And it's the same thing with this plant-based diet. Mastering this diet, knowing the choices that I'm making and why I'm making those choices bleed into other things into my life where I can say no to a lot. Like, no is a complete sentence. I believe Oprah said that. Or somebody. I don't know. But no is a complete sentence. It stops the N-O- period. No is a complete sentence. I can say no to the things I know don't benefit me. Now, if I choose to be in a, a monogamous relationship, I can say no to all the things outside of that relationship, all that extracurricular stuff, because that's not going to benefit me as much as the monogamy. The same way I know that eating meat is not going to benefit me as much as my plants are going to benefit me, or well, my plant-based diet, I'll say. So, that is the major, most important thing I learned, not just about like being faithful, but that the concept of the discipline and the principles it takes to be consistent and consistently improve and with my plant-based diet applies to how I can improve in all other aspects of my life. And that is something that people do not talk about when they talk about and advocate for and encourage others to to change their diet to vegetarian or plant-based or vegan or whatever you want to call it. They just sit around and tell you all about how you don't need to eat meat, how you're going to die, it's carcinogenic. Those things are true. But you catch more honey with flies than vinegar or bees with, you know what I'm saying, you catch more bees with honey than vinegar. Wow, I messed that all up, right? Anyway, you know, I don't believe in that approach. I believe in just telling people what's what's the good part. Ha! See what I did there. What like really? What's the good part though? Like what what's what's the benefit? Why do, why should I give this a try? You know what what am what am I getting out of this? Well, people don't really approach life looking to gain ground mentally on others. It sounds pretty nasty, but if you're a Michael Jordan fan, that's what he does. All that's what he did all the time. He found ways to gain ground mentally um, on on other people so that he can accomplish what he wants. But the person you're doing this on is, is yourself. You're gaining more ground mentally on yourself so you can maneuver better in the world. So I don't want to keep talking around in circles about it, but just know when you learn the principles and the discipline and incorporate some of the things that it took for you to be successful at converting to and sticking with a plant-based diet, you will figure out things to convert to becoming or improving mentally.
spiritually, emotionally, and most certainly physically, right? That's like the most immediate impact you will feel from converting. So again, that came from my medium post from back 2017. <clears throat> it's 2020. All these things still apply. And there's more things that I can add on, but I'm pretty sure I've talked long enough. So thanks for listening to another episode of the Good Pot Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something from it. If you like it, go back and listen to some, some of the older episodes. Subscribe, rate, comment, share with your friends. Don't forget, we have the free ebook. Juice Do It, the good part guide to juicing at home. If you would like the ebook for free, all you got to do is text us at the good part phone number, 410-835-7878, and you text us hashtag Juice Do It. That's it. Just text hashtag Juice Do It. Boom. We're going to shoot you over a link to the free ebook. Download that thing. Keep it in your phone. Put it on your iPad. Put it on your computer. Review it. Pick up some of the tips. Cop out some equipment. Got some recipes in there for you. So it's a really useful book if you want to juice at home and you can't get to the store or you can't, you know, you don't want to buy them at, you got all these vegetables and fruits at home and you don't want to buy it in, in the grocery store, right? You can use the book. It'll help you out. Okay. Also, check us out on social media, Instagram, Good Part and Co. All right. Facebook, Good Part and Company. YouTube, type in Good Part and Company. Boom. We're going to pop up. We got uh, I did a whole review on a five-day juice cleanse. Um, I got some promo stuff over there. We also got our, docu- our docu-series going on, what it's like to open up our first uh, juice bar and health cafe. So we're kind of doing our thing, man, just producing all types of content, giving out as much info as we can on living this healthier lifestyle and using the plant-based diet to do so, but also what it's like to just grow in this world, to grow a business, to grow a brand, and hopefully you guys appreciate it. If you like it, I love it. You know what I'm saying? And if you got some good feedback, let me know. I'm here for it because I'm all about getting better and getting towards the good part. Thanks again for listening. Check you out on the next episode.